Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Luis Zapata. He's the CEO of OroX, part of the X Group. Paul Matasek is involved as well. Um, relatively new story. Haven't done too much. Raised six million bucks. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they're going to do in 2021. Suggest it's going to be relatively aggressive. So uh, enjoyed that uh, conversation. If you want our thoughts on that, any, any of the topics discussed, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club where you can also find detailed company reports, analysis, there's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies, commodities. Uh, there's also training courses on there to help you with your diligence process, if you're interested. Uh, there's also summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you a bit of time. Um, plus there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment. Sounds quite nice, right? Why don't you go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Luis, how are you doing, sir? Hey, Matthew. Good. Thank you for having us. No problem. So where in the world are you? Currently in Lima, Peru. Fantastic. How's life there on the coast? It's nice going through a bit of a second wave of COVID as the whole world is, but you know, we're managing. Well, look, look we've got a new story today. Okay. All right. X, we've not, we've not met, spoken before, not heard the story before. I'm excited. You've got uh, quite the board on there, some big punchy names. So I'm expecting great things. No pressure. <laughs> Thank you. We are too. <laughs> um, well, look, why don't we kick off, give us that one minute overview of the story, and then I'll pick it up and ask you some questions. Sure. Well, uh, OroX is uh, obviously named OroX. It's a continuation of the X brand, which is my partner, Paul Matisic's brand. He was involved with Lithium X, which got taken out for $280 million. He's currently the CEO of GoldX. So Paul and I had known each other you know, in business circles for quite a few years, and we decided to do a Peru deal together. Uh, I took over the vehicle that became OroX in January of last year. And in under two years, we've, sorry, in under one year, we've done two acquisitions. Fantastic. Okay, that, that's the overview for people. So Peru, gold, I know you've got an Ecuadorian project too. And we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that team because like I referred to you, in the deck, it's pretty punchy. You guys have sold five companies, billions of dollars of value uh, there. Um, so who's on board, who's actually doing the work day to day and so who's advisory? Sure. Well, look, our team, we're really a three person team right now. I mean, as far as management, if you will, or, they, you know, it's uh, Paul Matisic, obviously, uh, he's pretty well known. Daryl Cardi is also on our board. He's been involved with deals like Underworld, uh, did the shell that became K92. He's a pretty big, well-known financier in Vancouver and myself, right? So, you know, between the three of us, we really looked at this vehicle that we took over in January of 2020 and we said, look, let's build something cool with it. And uh, OroX so far is the resulting issuer. Right. Okay. So you've got a bunch of finance guys running a company. So does that give us a clue as to how you hope to grow this thing? Is it, is it just a, uh, a numbers game for you or like a finance play? No, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, we are, we've always thought about growing by acquisition. We are currently in Peru because we see a lot of M&A opportunities in the market. When we took over the Core Yorko asset, you know, some asset that Paul and I have had our eyes on for a long time, the high-grade tier one exploration gold target. Uh, I had previous productions. So, you know, we, we've always looked at assets that we think we can create value from. Core Yorko certainly fits that bill. Uh, when we took it over, that asset had no social community relations. We took at it, we looked at it at a Peruvian angle. We sent a totally Peruvian team, including Peruvian GLs, community relations people. And now we just announced a six-year exploration uh, permit for that, for that asset, right, from the community. So we are finance guys, but at the same time, we, we know how to look at uh, assets and get value from them. Okay, fantastic. So um, obviously, for excellent gold, 
Great, uh, great jurisdiction for it. Um, you know, the, I guess there's a lot of peers, a lot of comps, and I think you refer to those, some of those in the, in the deck as well, which is great. So how, you, how do you finance this thing? We financed, so we did a $6 million financing when we became ROX uh, in June, September of this year, June through September. Uh, that allows us basically to have the, the money in the treasury to drill Coyorco, that's where we decide to go. Uh, we recently announced that we're heading up there this week actually to begin a 3 ap program, which is sort of the phase that we think we need to do before we get to drilling. Uh, again, the project, as some of your investors may know, has been previously produced, you know, box sampled, if you will. There's 13 veins. They're all mineralized. So we know there's veins. We know there's grade. Uh, we know there's some tonnage. The question is, can we build more tonnage? And that's where our focus is on right now. Okay, you're going after, okay, contain metal in the ground and stuff. But So we talk, we're talking low, relatively low-grade stuff here, aren't we? Less than two grams? No. No, 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 no. Coriorco, uh, you know, the average grade of the production was between 7 and 12 grams. Um, the, so it's a dome, right? Coriorco, there's 17 veins, which on a dome structure, they outcrop, they all outcrop. In 2008, 2009, those were produced. In 2018, the previous operator sampled all those veins and the average graded surface was three grams. The average grades, the average grade 50 to, you know, 50 meters below the dome was seven to 10 grams. And there's a dike, uh, sorry, um, uh, a chimney down 50 more meters and the grade there was 13 grams. So, you know, we see the depth improving um, the grade improving with depth. We see a lot of veins and there's a lot of high grade there. So that's why we like it. Okay. And so where have you got the, um, the geo team in from? Because obviously you, you're finance guys. You're going to need a, a good operational team on the ground. So who are they? What have they done? You know, we have a, just a geological advisor. Uh, we have really good a geological advisory team. We have three proving geos that have worked with us for five years. I mean, I've been in Peru since 2007, living here since 2013. I was previously the head of Canaccord Latam, so I financed a lot of mining companies. And I got to meet a lot of great geos in my time in capital markets. So, you know, we uh, we have a, a great team, Peruvian and Canadian, uh, managing the, the project. Right, okay. So talk me through the game plan then. You got, you got six million bucks at the middle of last year. You've started drilling, or you're gonna start drilling. Um, how, how, how have you tasked people to proceed and um, i just want to kind of sense of how you go about building a company because obviously you've got the track record of some of the board members of building and selling companies so what does this look like now in, in, in 2021 what, what do you hope to achieve are you going to need to raise more capital what do you need to show the market do you think sure well look the first thing we did matthew was go to the project and uh, start a community engagement program if you will right i mean the project had no social permit when we took over uh, you know, we, 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 as a Peruvian company, I'm Peruvian myself and our team locally here is basically all Peruvian. We said, look, the first thing we need to do is we need to have an expiration permit, not just from the government, but from the community. We accomplished that in three months. So that's huge. This is a six year permit. I mean, you don't see that kind of permit in the industry. I don't think it's very reasonable. I mean, total cost is under, I think a 200 grand Canadian over six year, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we have a permit now from the community. Uh, this week, we've been up there with geos and we will continue being up there with geos, you know, completing surface sampling, mapping, and laying the groundwork for the 3DIP. Once we do 3DIP, we'll have drill targets. Also to the east and northeast of the dome, we expect to find uh, more veins under younger geology cover. And that's us up to basically drill in, you know, Q3, Q4 this year. Um, I would tell our investors that we're also permitting this project in a very Peruvian way through the small-scale mining legislation. Uh, that allows us to basically be drilling this year, whereas a normal company, I think, would take, you know, over two years to get a full drill permit. 
So we're operating it fast, we're operating methodically, and we're creating shareholder value that way. Well, how do you get to accelerate things when other companies can't? So you talk about like local permit, three months to put in place, and what is this, an official recognized process, or is this just going talking to the locals and saying, let's let's draw up a, a contract here? I mean, how does that work? And then when you're talking about the, the drill program, you're saying you're doing it quicker than anyone else. How, how come you get to shortcut the process and other people don't? Well, Peru has three mining regimens. There's small-scale mining, medium-scale mining, and large-scale mining. Uh, the the small-scale mining regimen is basically allowed for Peruvian companies owned by a Peruvian shareholder, which I am, obviously, in trust for the Canadian company. Uh, that process allows you to basically, if you're a permitted small-scale miner, it allows you to basically do all the work of mining in your concession. That includes trenching, sampling, drilling from within previously established uh, workings, which we have at Coriorco. So, you know, we do, we looked at this project and also you have to be under 2,000 hectares, which Coriorco is right now. Uh, it's just 2,000 hectares. So that that processing timeline allows us to do what we need to do this year without having to get a full, you know, environmental impact study. Right. And so that, okay, so you've, you've kind of played the system, you understand the system and you've, you've worked out how to approach it. Brilliant. Um, what does that mean in terms of how international uh, investors may view you? Are you too small to invest in or are you there's the next stage two of the plan which is we will be doing you know uh, consolidating land packages after we've been through this but i mean how do you tell that story look the corioco system is totally within the current land package i mean the corioco dome is sort of on the southwest corner of the 2000 hectares we see the veins trending northwest northeast so you know we we expect the veining to go towards more to the middle of our land package so you know we think we have the the bulk of the system within our concession. It's uh, This was a concession that was very well thought out. The original owner of this concession was the exploration manager for Hall Shield Mining. Uh, he ran their exploration programs for, you know, over a decade. And this was sort of his baby. So, you know, we 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 think we have the crown jewel here as far as the core ecosystem. Okay, so talk about, um, okay, drill program. You've got, you've got a drill program lined up. How much are you going to spend? How many meters? You're telling me it gets higher grade at, at depth. So how are you playing this? Right now, the focus again is on the 3AP. We're spending about 200,000 Canadian on that program, uh, shooting it, you know, this month, February. That's, uh, we've also budgeted for a 5,000 meter phase one drilling campaign, uh, later on this year. That drilling campaign, we've budgeted 1.2 million, uh, US for, uh, which is covered by our current treasury. So with that, I mean, we feel we can do the 3AP, develop drill targets, and then do a first pass drilling, which, uh, hopefully will show some great intercepts. Right. And given the amount of, of juniors out there, telling a similar story market. Why are you guys going to stand out? Why should anyone listen to you? Look, I think Coriorico has three things. One has proven veins, two has proven grades, three has size. As far as, you know, the surface expression of the system, you have about an 800 meter by 700 meter surface, uh, sorry, outcropping dome. So as far as a tier one exploration target, we think this fits the bill. Right. And so what does the rest of this year look like? I mean, are you raising more money or I mean, what happens? No, not right now. Well, look, I think right now we have a we have a great team. We have a great asset. We have a tight share structure. We have capital and we have access to capital. And obviously, we're not in Peru. You know, we're spending all, all our time on Coriorco. We're obviously looking at, you know, M&A opportunities. We think the market is quite good for that right now. Um, we have a team that's obviously built to handle bigger projects. And, uh, you know, we're, we're actively uh, looking and talking to people on that front. Okay, so you, you bought two assets, but one of them you don't want. You don't want to be in Ecuador anymore. No, look, we have an asset in Ecuador, Julian, which is the original asset that when I took over the shell that became OROX, uh, we put in. So the Julian project's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't discard Ecuador at all. 
our partners in Ecuador is a company called Green Oil. They're basically one of Ecuador's biggest mining contractors. Um, they partnered with me in a previous deal I did, which you know became the biggest coal producer in Ecuador before before uh, that other the bigger one now. Uh, so you know, in 2017, they built the first open pit gold mine in Ecuador. My partners there. So you know, we have a great partners in Ecuador. We have a good project. We're we're all we're only going to spin it out because we don't believe in multi-jurisdictional focus for exploration companies. But, you know, there's big things in Ecuador. Why not? Subject to the election, uh, sorry, subject to the election going the right way in February. Right. That's what I'm talking about. So why not go, you've got a lot of people piling in into Ecuador. A lot of people like it. Um, as I say, the, the election, well, I think both parties, are both, both front runners have come out as pro-mining as part of, part of their uh, campaigning. So I don't think Ecuador is necessarily bad. But what do you mean you, you don't like multi-jurisdictional? I think a lot of companies talk the language of we need, we need to mitigate risk by being multi-jurisdictional. Why, why don't you like it? Well, look, I think, I think Ecuador, we have big targets there too. You know, so OroX with, with Coriorco and potential M&A opportunities will be a Peruvian focus company. Uh, we'd like to spin out the Ecuadorian assets because we have other Ecuadorian targets that will need their own management teams, their own capital pools, and their own, you know, management focus, right? So I think that way we can create shareholder value by, you know, spinning out, giving our shareholders shares in a new vehicle, and then letting that vehicle grow on its own with uh, 100% focus from that management team. Okay, so it wasn't a case if you made a bad decision, you just found something better, and you want to focus on that. That's what I'm hearing. 100%. Look, I think we have a great asset in Ecuador. We have great partners. We have a great asset in Peru. We have a great team uh, globally. And the question is just how can we create more shareholder value, which is our focus. Okay. But you're not ruling out future M&A, but it's going to be Peru-based. Uh, I can't say what the future holds, but I can say that we're actively looking and actively talking. Right. Actively talking. Okay. You smiled. as a clue. Good. Well, look, I mean, the team's got a track record in doing an M&A, so it, it would make sense. Um, but I'm just I'm trying to understand how aggressive or how ambitious you guys are. So everyone talks language of M&A. If it comes up, opportunity arises, I will do it for sure, because that's nice. That's a nice headline, right? But sure. what is the reality of your ambitions for whether it be Peru or, or otherwise uh, for this company? Look, I mean, I think it's easy to talk about things, but again, we have a, a team with a proven track record of doing things like this. I think uh, if people know my background, you know, I was a banker and trader for 10 years at the biggest bank in the block for this sort of deals. I've been in Peru focused on mining finance for 10 years. So, you know, I've been around the block. I know who to talk to and, and where to find deals. And that's why I'm in Peru at the moment. Uh, certainly not here for the ceviche. <laughs> Wouldn't be a bad reason. Um, okay, fine. Well, like, I, like, I appreciate it. It's like it's new stories, early days. We, you, we've got to see some of these results coming back. But like, uh, thank you for making us aware of ROX. Obviously, the, a lot of the team we already know. Um, you think you'll find it easier to get the money. You, you think you've got a good project and, and precious metal space is not too bad a place to be playing at the moment. So come back on us. Let, let us know when things develop and how you get on. Okay, I'd be, I'd be really intrigued. Well, thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it. And again, just for investors who are new to the story, uh, we have a great team, tight share structure, a tier one exploration assets, which we're currently doing work on. And, you know, in the future, I think there's interesting how many opportunities here in Peru to be, on, to be on the lookout for. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.